0: Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz legend, composer, and educator Rufus Reed. We had a solid conversation about his new 2021 CD, Always in the Moment. We talked about COVID and so much more. He stands as one of today's premier bassists on the international jazz scene with a reputation firmly established in the educational arena. He opened up about the state of jazz today, the future, live music, and so much more. Have a listen. Well, hey, man, thank you for taking a minute out. It's an honor to speak with you. I appreciate it.
1: Well, I appreciate you asking me to participate.
0: Absolutely, man. So let's start off with your latest see, Always in the Moment. And I want to know, this has been a very strange time on planet Earth for the last year and a half, you know, with COVID. (laughs) I mean, everything that's gone on, it's been very strange. What has it been like to be able to release new material, during this time and to have, you know, this avenue of communicating with your fan base.
1: It, it gives me a sense of belief that, there, you know, this is what we need during this time of uh, all the horrific things that have been going on besides the pandemic and the virus and politically and otherwise. It's very gratifying to get the response that have been getting and very empowering to Keep on doing what we're doing.
0: You know, the one thing about artists during this time is, you know, we've all been in the same boat, but the artists have had to really adapt and change during this. How do you see the jazz community emerging stronger because of what, you know, it's had to go through during this pandemic?
1: Well, I I would hope it would be stronger, but we don't know because the artists, whether it be musicians or dancers or poets or novelists or any of that, people who are creative in their own little bubble, I think we should be thankful that we have our creative minds to keep us from going bazonkers, you know, um, but it, I feel that I i had time to do some some things and to reflect on what's really important. <laughs> Because there's all the things you thought you were busy, but I I can't even imagine how I'm busy now, and I'm not doing anything. I hope we can become stronger. Um, The indication I get from players, uh, everybody's kind of hungry to to play and to uh, in person. You know, we've had to adapt to this digital Zoom and what all streaming, et cetera, et cetera, uh, uh, I guess it fills a void, but not really, because the nature of our music is really what happens in the moment, you know, uh, together and in person. That I think everybody's going to be, thus far, everybody's happy to be able to, to do this, and I hope it'll get better, you know.
0: Yeah, I would say about a month ago there was more optimism because live music was picking up maybe a month month and a half ago, and things have obviously changed with the Delta variant. Things are going on, but do you? did you get to play any live shows? Do you have any hope for the future for performances coming up? Well, I just did
1: something a couple of weeks ago. It was the second time of actually performing for a live audience, and it was very well controlled, and, and everyone had to show that they were vaccinated and whatnot and it was very special uh i did a trio with the pianist steve ali drummer lenny white at the place called the jazz forum in upstate new york and it was quite wonderful to play and the people could feel it too and we could feel the people they really came out to to really listen this is what we miss this is what we miss
0: yeah, you know, and I think the interesting thing about the jazz craft is, is that, you know, for your regular shows, say, in a market like Kansas City, you know, numbers aren't that high, but I have a feeling that with this thirst that people are going to have for live entertainment and an appreciation, a higher appreciation for listening to music, I have a feeling that there might be a chance that jazz could become more popular than ever before and live music could be embraced in a way that it was never embraced for quite a while. Well, I'll go for that. No
1: argument here. No argument here. We could certainly use it, that's for sure.
0: You know, during this time of reflection, um, you know, you've had such a wonderful career decades and decades long with so many cats. What has been the key to your longevity? Not only being longevity, but relevancy. You've always evolved and made wonderful music, and you've always adapted and moved along so well. What's been the ingredients for you that's made this work so well? Ooh, that's a
1: tough one uh, i I think that to be quite honest I think it's that the passion that I have and the consistency that I strive for no matter who I'm playing with comes across that that effort has been made to make whatever situation happen because I firmly believe bass players are the ones that can completely sabotage every musical entity that we get involved with if we don't focus and throw down what's expected of us. So I I, I think I'm getting a reputation of of not being a jerk and being on time business, because it's a business. This is what I do for a living. If I kept being late all the time you wouldn't be able to ask me that question or 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 comment about that if it kept up you know so but the consistency of being able to bring to the table what the music is all about and so there's a it's a constant um, I don't know I I I work at it uh, uh, diligently to develop my sound and and consistency and pitch and and most of all just trying to if it's to bring the the pulse to the situation that everybody can feel
0: you know you know there's a lot of musicians that uh, younger musicians that i'll interview that will cite you as an influence and and somebody that resonates uh a, a great wield of influence in the world of jazz what did you learn from legends and luminaries that you were around as you were kind of starting out and as your career was going? That stuck with you that you, in turn, have given to the youth that you get to play
1: with. Eddie Harris was my first professional boss, as and he left. I still consider him being the most uh, influential person in my career in my life because of his integrity he all he asked is that you be on time and be able to play and at that time and you know being able to play sometimes was more difficult for a lot of people but he was paid me on time he paid me what he said he was going to pay etc and uh I try to to do that uh to this day I think it helps to to create this sense of belonging you know, this person really wants me in the band you know this person he's hired me but I have to learn how to stay in the band and do the music but he's treating me like a human being not just somebody he Uh, an instrument that he needs you know and uh, I took that away and I keep that with me at all times so people who play with me can trust that they're going to be treated appropriately
0: so you've received a number of accolades over your illustrious career and I don't want to know what your favorite one was but was there an award that you got that really surprised you that just kind of threw you for a loop
1: (laughs) Uh, there were a couple, actually. Um, getting nominated for a Grammy uh, in 2014 for my large ensemble uh, Quiet Pride project, that was completely blindsided on that one. Uh, which And the mere fact that I, I applied to get the Guggenheim and I received it, that completely, because you, you apply for grants and you apply for different situations, and you just hope. But I said, well, uh, what, I don't have anything to lose, but I got it and I was able to complete some things that I wanted to do. So those two in particular were uh, totally incredible and have empowered me to you know, to keep moving forward as best as I can.
0: Let's say you have a dream tonight and you run into your younger self around the time that you were hungry and you were starting out in your career. And you have to give your younger self one piece of advice. And this isn't a question about regret. This is merely taking the wisdom that we accumulate all, over all these years we live on Earth. What would you tell your younger self? Hmm. Wow. Don't give up for your
1: dream. Whatever you, because no one really knows how their lives are going to unfold even when i was younger and i when i saw ray brown for the first time live i've been listening to him for years but then when i saw him live i said that's what i want to do but i don't know if that's what i could do but that's what i wanted to do and uh uh so you you keep uh so i i tell a lot of the young players coming up i said uh Keep your passion, and you have to believe in yourself, and you have to use common sense and understand what it is you're trying to do to be a good musician is really not that difficult to be a great musician is takes more effort, and to be a musician who is able to have a career as a musician that's a whole nother subject matter so it's, you know there are a lot of a lot of elements so it's just keep sight of what you want to do go for the go for the goal, you know until something really doesn't happen and once you get old enough you either know that you're bs into yourself or you're trying to do something you really can't do that's where the common sense has to come in you know yeah. And for me, I've been lucky. I have people who just tap me on the shoulder and say, yeah, man, keep it, keep going.
0: That's all I need. Every day you wake up, you're an artist, you get to create, and uh, you've done it for a long time. What's been the most pleasurable part of being a professional musician for you? Oh, boy. Being able to see other parts of the world, meeting
1: new people, experiencing different foods of the world, and... All that kind of stuff. I mean, being a musician is 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 pretty amazing. Uh, and for me to go to Europe for the first time, it was like, "Wow, you can do that!" And then I realized that there were people been listening to jazz uh, longer than I even thought. It was it was pretty pretty amazing when I found out that the music I'm playing is actually bigger than whatever I even thought was so that that kind of got me going to you know to to continue it's pretty amazing so to be able to travel and it's difficult it's I didn't say it was easy sometimes you know but very gratifying and I have great memories I just have some not so great memories of traveling but by and large that what I say is really the best to be able to travel and play for other people.
0: You know, when, when I have the opportunity to speak with you know what I would consider jazz elders and those on the top echelon of this craft, I wonder, and what I think about a lot is, continuing to pass along this torch of jazz and jazz history and appreciation for this hallowed art form that we have. And my question to you is, how do you see that continuing with the younger generations? How do you see this continuance of the strength of the jazz craft getting moved on to successive generations?
1: You know, I I work with a lot of younger players uh, doing residencies and different kinds of things throughout the year. And listen, the music is in great hands. Young players that are coming up that I see are going to be, you're going to know their names. I mean, it's very interesting for me now to open up the Jazz Times or the Downbeat magazine, and I don't know half of the people, or more than half of the people who are there now. I've heard of them, etc., etc., but uh, the playing field has totally changed. Of course, uh, certainly different from when I was coming up, but everyone is getting creative, and and they're taking the day, and they're those who are very adamant about getting it better and making it work. It's different for everybody, but I'm I'm encouraged that the music is uh, in, in good hands.
0: You know, during this time of lockdown, there was probably a, a big mirror put in front of all of us, and there was a lot of revelations that I'm sure we realized, a lot of things that we had to figure out and work through. Were there any special memories from the stage that you thought about since you couldn't be on stage and there was such a long drought with being in live performance was there anything that you would think about that would bring a smile to your face during that time Hmm. (laughs) Uh,
1: well you know like you you were talking about always in the moment I mean for me I live for those things that happen on the bandstand that never happened before and they'll never happen again they they and then we look at each other with uh eyes and smile or something I mean to me that's what when that's the real music that uh uh is happening. I've had some of those moments that are very memorable in that regard, so uh they don't always happen like hopefully we we would like them to be because we don't have the regular quote unquote regular bands. Uh, like And things that you're talking about, I think, only can really happen when bands actually function more than one or two nights or three or four months or one or two or three or four years. Things can develop that can never happen with any other people. To me, that's what most of the people love about the music, these recordings they hear and all these things that are going on. It's really accumulation of that hands on working it out together uh right or wrong and becoming something uh out of nothing in a sense you know and to me that's I live for that I live for the unknown,
0: so with this new album and you know even with you know the recent albums that you've had. What do you hope the audience gets from what you're putting out? Your artistic creation that you're crafting for the audience, what do you hope they get from what you're putting out there?
1: I just hope that they enjoy it, and hopefully they would like to play it again. Not just, you know, uh, because our uh, public are pretty fickle, you know. If you're not dazzling them with some kind of... uh, pyrotechnical whatever you're, you're not supposed to be doing much but you know I'm I don't have anything to prove I don't I've been fortunate to play with some great people I've never never tried to play a zillion notes when I listened back some of my younger days I did play more notes than I even thought I could but I want people to be able to play the music again Wow, I like that. Let me listen to that again. And to me, that's like when you play a gig, people want you to play it again. And to me, that's that's all I can ask, you know. Uh, but I want I want my music to be uh, enticing enough that and engaging enough that somebody would like to play it
0: again. I like that. Everyone has a perception of Rufus Reid. Everyone has their idea of who they think you are your family your friends your large fan base around the world but ultimately you live your life you wake up every day and you lead your life what's your perception of you who do you think you are (laughs) oh boy you should ask my wife that Um, (laughs) right
1: no but i mean i i put my pants on this like everybody else and i take the garbage out and i try to um take care of the house and things that are non-musical but i have been fortunate enough to to do what i do i'm i'm just happy that i can do what i'm doing my whole career has been playing and teaching and now you know i can't really talk about in terms of making money as a composer uh, i'm still a babe ask me about hopefully in another 20 years i might be able to say a, I've actually made make some money as a composer, but uh it's never been about a lot of money. It was just uh being able to i never believe i never lived beyond my means i've I've never tried to do that and because why it doesn't make sense that's I'm just happy to be able to play my instrument and but during the pandemic boy, it was just amazing trying to keep my chops up you know because you're not playing that's the hard part you know practicing is one thing playing is a total another thing so uh, i'm happy to begin to get back to some playing
0: rufus thank you it's been a joy and a delight to talk to you good luck with the album the return to the stage and 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 the great beyond
1: well thank you so much and uh, i've got a lot of things in the in the works and stay in touch Okay.
0: Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in New York City, Kansas City and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz and thanks to Rufus for his time, music and cool If you want to hear more interviews go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store Visit NeonJazz at YouTube.com and for everything Neon Jazz all the time go to the NeonJazz.blogspot.com Until next time, enjoy the jazz my friends Neon Jazz.